everyone. Welcome back to the Hallelujah Amen podcast. I'm Baylor, and this is my pastor, Cheyenne. And she has been on the podcast back when it was called the Jesus Happened podcast. And to start off, I'm going to play her a clip of herself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and because I really, I really was hit by this the other night um, at one of our services here in Nashville. There's two clips, but I'll play this one first. It sort of feels like you're in a place right now. You sort of feel like you're dying. Raise your hand. Okay, put your hands down. Stop trying to figure out how to not die and live. Stop trying to figure out how to not die and live. Die to yourself, but stop trying to preserve yourself. Our struggle is we're trying to preserve ourselves, preserve our reputation, preserve our comfort more than likely, preserve the life we like. Some of you only feel like you're dying because you didn't get your way. It's an adult version of a temper tantrum. Not everybody. Some of you, the devil's wreaked havoc with you. Well, he's been doing that for a long time. It's no match for the love of God. And so instead of trying to resuscitate yourself, be embraced by the grace of the Father and let him love you back to life. And I was listening to this this morning and I literally was like, it's so simple. Like when we feel like we're dying, we've preserved a part of our lives <laughs> in some capacity. <laughs> yes. Because actually was, as I'm listening to that, I'm like, well, yes, die to yourself. But when you stop trying to preserve your life is dying to yourself. So when you feel like you're dying emotionally, you can be sure you're still trying to... <laughs> when you feel like you're dying, you haven't died to yourself. <laughs> right. You're still trying to preserve something that makes you... You're, you're leaning, you're depending on something other than God. Right. Right. Because in... Like we were talking earlier, and we might touch on it in a minute about purpose, but like in my lifetime, when I felt like I'm dying... It's because I've attached my worth, my self, value. my value to something or someone other than God. And sometimes if I feel like I'm dying and it is dying to my flesh, that's a good, that's a good thing, right? right? Which I didn't know before, before you taught me and before the Bible taught me. But yeah, I think it's a really important thing to realize the difference between like feeling like you're dying, but really like I love how you and Kevin say like you're in a puddle. It's just a puddle of of trouble, but it's not that big of a deal, yeah. and it's going to dry up soon anyways. So can I say where we get yes, that? Please. We get that from the Bible where Paul talks about our this momentary trouble. Uh, it's small, and it won't last long, but it's producing for us vast amounts of glory. So when you don't have an eternal perspective and you, you're not thinking about your life in terms of God and eternity and that, that heaven is watching, you know, and that the point is not our temporary happiness on earth, 
but <laughs> but character and sanctification and, and intimacy with Jesus, then your trouble seems, I mean, if anybody could talk about problems, it was Paul. Because we just can't even imagine what all I've gone through. So, so, you know, some people take offense like, what do you mean my, my problems are small? And they, they, because they feel so big and they feel like they're lasting forever, but it's with an eternal perspective. And when you get the eternal perspective, the ocean of trouble you thought you were drowning in, you see as a puddle you can dance in Woo. because it's producing the real ocean of glory. Wow. Eternally. Eternally. Yeah. Which you may or may not experience here, but you... You may or may not. You you can. You can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you really can. Yes, you can. Peace and joy and righteousness. These are the promises. See, I didn't know that I hadn't experienced peace until I experienced it. Right. Me either. And joy. People used to call me the positive girl. Yeah. Like, Baylor's so happy all the time. But I was actually dying. You were actually an entertainer. It was an actual Me entertainer. Too. <laughs> yay. <I'm just> kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Not yay. Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me and rescuing you mm. from that prison. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That yeah, is I prison. made everybody laugh, but I didn't really laugh. You know. Me too. Me too. That was my whole life's goal was to make everyone laugh. Sure. But but I was so not joyful. Yeah. And Me was too. literally like very unhappy and dying. Yeah. And trying to save myself. Yeah. From Everything. myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. So I wanted to talk today about um, a few topics. And these are big topics. So we don't have to go all the way in or we can, whatever God says. Whatever, yeah. Um, but first, we pray. We just pray that the Lord will speak through us and whatever He wants to say would be said. And whatever he doesn't want to say would not be said today because it, it matters. And, and there are so many more people listening to this than I realized. Um, and I feel the fear of God around it and I feel the expectancy around it. And just the testimonies of like the 21 episodes I've done, which is not very many, is amazing. And I'm, Thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful that he is continuing to give me um, energy to do it. And also just to be a vessel to like, just say whatever he wants to say and testify about things that may, people may not ever know. Right. Literally may never hear. They might hear one episode of this podcast and it might change their entire trajectory of their right. eternal life. Right. So will you pray, Shai? Yes. Thanks. Oh, Lord. Thank you for you. Thank you for being real. Thank you for loving us. God, thank you. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus, as proof of your love. Thank you for sending your son as proof of your love. Thank you, God, for encountering us. Thank you, God, for your great, great love for everyone. And I pray in Jesus' name that anyone listening to this today, Lord, wherever they're listening and whenever they're listening, that they will be encountered by your love, that they will remember that they are so loved by God the Father that he sent Jesus. And truly, you are answer. You're the answer to everything. All we ever need is found in you. Help that to be a reality to us in Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name. So a couple of months ago, Cheyenne um, diagnosed me with needing more love. <laughs> we all do, but I was specifically not receiving his love. Um, and I'm still learning to this day how to receive his love. Me too. Like actually. Um, but will you just talk about, I feel like this is what God wants you to talk about first, is the love bath thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I prescribed it. A, you prescribed it. That, that's what it was. What did I say? You well, I diagnosed you with diagnosed. needing more love. Yes, needing more my love. prescription was a love bath. The prescription yeah. was a love bath. And it really did change my life, like for weeks. And then I stopped doing it. And you just can't stop doing that. Every day. Um, because life continues and there are hard things that we face and we're human mm -hmm. and the devil wants to attack our faith. Um, but when you are so immersed in his love, literally everything fades away, like actually fades mm -hmm. away. And all that matters is him. And you, you're able to go higher and, and see from a heavenly perspective. So can you explain when what you're face is? to face with God, you can face anything. <laughs> Wow. The, one of the reasons it's so important is because life is hard. Right. And yes, it's puddles, but they're still there. Right. <laughs> and so Jesus, life is um, beautiful, so beautiful, and so hard. You know? So beautiful and so And hard. so Paul, I don't remember where it is right now, but Paul actually prayed that the church that the, the who he was writing to would experience the love of God. Wow. Now they were already saved. Wow. But that they would uh, experience the love of God. Where is that? I'm trying to remember. I should know. It's experience. his prayers. Is it Ephesians 4? Ephesians 3.19. Okay. Um. Oh, my goodness. May you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this oh is where I get goodness. the love that thing. Oh, Okay. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I love something I love about you so much. And when I first started um, being discipled by Cheyenne and coming under her and just being loved by like a spiritual mama, I, I remember like, I didn't know the Bible very well, but like I trusted her word. Mm -hmm. And so like she would preach and teach and all this stuff. And then I would go home and read and be like, Cheyenne said that <laughs> and be like oh it's the bible like she actually just teaches what it says yeah. you know like and so this is a perfect example Ephesians 319 may you experience experience pray it over them pray in Jesus them. name <laughs> no wasted words we're yeah. gonna pray how Paul prayed yeah may you who's listening to this right now hear my words and listen to this May you experience right now in your car, on your run, on your walk, on your couch, wherever you are, experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to possibly experience it and it may not make any sense. Right. Probably won't. Then, oh man. <laughs> so once you experience it, then... You will be made complete yes. with all the fullness of life and power mm. that comes from God. Mm -hmm. I love what you talk when you talk about staying in God's love being a safe place, mm -hmm. like that it's dangerous to be outside of God's love. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, an awareness. So 
and if I can just give a brief example of how to grow in this, is then when, so we pray that over you, but say it over yourself. So like we would say it over ourselves. Um, I want to know the love that surpasses knowledge. May I be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And also personalizing the previous verses, may I experience the love. So his love is always, so it's not like you can do something to drum up his love for you or make him love you more. It's becoming aware. Wow. And so like, you know, people have been healed as I hold them, delivered. One little girl saw Jesus as I held her, a vision. And all I'm doing, honestly, I'm not like trying to generate some power to people or my, you know, anointing. I'm just, the Lord taught me this. He said, as you hold people, know that I'm holding you. So I'm not focusing on holding the people. Wow. I'm focusing on being held. And as I'm positive and certain that I am held and loved and known by God, that flows through. Wow. Literally one girl was healed, I think, of four diseases. I held her for about an hour and a half in love. So when I saw you that day, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, she needs to be more aware of my love. So I said, I want you to spend 30 minutes in a love bath. And I don't mean... You have to take a bath and play scriptures, but you can. But wherever it is, in your car, right, in your kitchen, um, in the morning, just but actually tune out everything else except his love. And it'd probably be good to start it with that scripture and just become wow. aware, aware of his love. You know, I think that it, it's, it's relaxing, it's healing right. to remember that we're loved and you know, the the foundation of the gospel is the cross, but I believe the foundation of the cross is the Father's love. <laughs> a lot of people feel that Jesus tried to convince, you know, died to convince God to love us. Wow. But he died because God loves us. So I just see his beautiful hands holding the cross, his hand of love. So never forget the gospel is pure love, not only of Christ, but of the Father. God so loved the world. I just feel like that cannot be said enough. God so loved the Father. Because we kind of read John 3.16 and go straight to whosoever believes. (laughs) Whosoever believes. Well, whosoever believes has a hard time believing unless they know they're loved. Whosoever's loved. Whosoever's loved. By God. By God. Wow. Believes that Christ died for them because God wow. loves them. And they believe in Christ. They'll have everlasting life. Wow. Do you see what I'm saying? Completely. We skip straight to our part. Believe, believe, believe. And leave behind the Father's part of love. And receiving it. Yeah. You forget receiving. to receive it. Yeah. It's like so important. So important. Otherwise, you do the first step. You skip the first step. So you go to your part of belief. And then you believe in Jesus, and now that you believe in Jesus, you're going to do something for Jesus. Yep. Or get him to do something for you. And the love just gets left out. And yet, the greatest commandment is love. To love. The Lord thy God. To love God. With all God. heart, soul, mind, and strength. Whoa! Well, it's hard to love someone who doesn't love you. 
It sure is. So some people that seems so hard they just skip it. They're they're too busy believing and doing. For God. For God. Wow. When you got invited into rest, which by the way, there's an episode called Invited to Rest that Cheyenne was on a couple episodes back. Go check it out. But when the Lord invited you into rest and you started experiencing your own love baths, mm-hmm. like daily, weekly, yeah. hour, I mean, yeah, all hours the time, and hours, yeah. hours and hours, how did it affect your daily life? Like with your family, with your decision-making, like what I've noticed for me is like when I'm feeling loved, I literally don't need anything to fulfill me except him. It's huge. It's huge. Like it's huge. Like I'm even thinking back to like childhood for me and into adulthood, like college years. And like, I was always looking for love everywhere in the wrong places everywhere. Whether it was like we've talked about before, like sometimes like even eye contact, like people are walking and like, they're looking for love with, just eye contact. Absolutely. I mean, the person, the homeless person on the street sometimes just wants you to look at them. Mm-hmm. You know, that feeling of yeah. like just wanting to be loved. Yes. I notice it even driving. I've noticed that the last few days, even driving, when you lock eyes, it's 100%. like people are desperate. Desperate. And, and so I love what you said a minute ago that like when you're face to face with God, you can face anything. What I'm trying to ask is like when you tell your story sometimes, that initial father encounter where you kind of felt fear, but it turned into like love, receiving his love. How do people step into that if it is, if it does feel fearful at first? The word. Okay. Yeah. Because I was a 40 year old worship leader um, who had heard the gospel my whole life, I guess. Right. It's a Pentecostal pastor's daughter, but it never came alive to me. Now, I had seen the dead raised and cast out demons and did miracles, but I didn't know him. Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't know him. And so... To know God, it must be by his spirit and his word. And so when he said, I want you to enter into rest, I said, okay, as in, yes, sir, I'll figure out how. Right. Whatever you're wanting, I'll do it. And um, Wow. But then over the next few days, I got a Bible because I didn't have one of my own at that time. For whatever reason, I'd had one before, but I just I lost track of it, I guess. Um, mm. He opened his his Holy Spirit, just brought his word to light for me. Oh. And I started seeing the character of God. Right. So I'm reading the Old Testament and watching and seeing that from Genesis to Revelation, the biggest thing that stands out to me is God is so good. He loves us so much. And all he's ever wanted is love and trust (laughs) and how much he deserves it. Right. Like he deserves, he desires our love and deserves our trust. God desires our love and totally deserves our trust. What has he ever done to make us not trust him? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. And so I started seeing 
that I was full of faith for miracles, but I didn't trust him with my life. Wow. With my life, with my joy, with my peace. I didn't have any, you know? So when you would pray for people, would you just like drum up the faith? Would have been years by that point, because by this point I was totally in my house trying to save my baby's life. Right. Because he'd almost died. And so I was like 107 pounds, only eating mainly a raw diet, eight ingredients, because he was so severely allergic to foods, and I was nursing him. Wow. And I would lead worship 20 minutes on a Sunday morning. That's the only time I felt alive. Wow. You know? Looking back, I realized that was the only time I felt alive was leading worship. Um, and isn't that sad in a way? I mean, I'm thankful for that opportunity. I really am. Um, and I love doing it, but isn't it sad that I was leading worship with no relationship with God? I didn't worship at home. I didn't even have a Bible. Jesus. And so, um, yes, finding out his character that he really loves me. It all started with like, he God is real and he loves me. God loves God. My father loves me. <laughs> oh, and as I saw the goodness of God and how much he deserves trust, and I saw how little I trusted him, if at all, I would have told you God was first. But he wasn't. He was so last. Mm. And so as I found out how good he is and how much he loves me, and how much he deserves my trust, I saw my extreme sin. Oh, I didn't know I was a sinner. <laughs> I had no idea. So as I saw all the places in my heart that are grievous to him, wow. must have grieved him so long, um, then I had to begin to repent and surrender all those places to him and turn from those places, turn from chronic worry, turn from chronic fear, turn from manipulation and control, turn from anger, turn from all these coping mechanisms in my life. Jesus. To hope. I turned from cope to hope, you know? Like actual. Actually. Actually. It was like if, okay, God is real, so I'm throwing everything else overboard. Like I'm letting go of all my coping strategies I literally saw it all in my hand, like everybody I loved, my own reputation, my own life, my family's life, because I was an avid pursuer of natural health through natural medicine and food. And so I'm like, well, everybody might die now, but I'm I'm not God. So that's what you meant by that. Yeah, I'm not God. I can't fix anybody. I'm not God. And I'm just ministry stuff, family stuff, everything, marriage, and I just open my hands and my spirit I let it all go and like did a trust fall in my spirit into the Father's heart. And I was like, you know, it wasn't like if God's not real because I don't even use that. Since God is real, he'll catch me. (laughs) I was tired of holding myself apart from him and living like he wasn't real, like I could figure it out. (laughs) I was living apart from him. Wow. You know, Which trying to him. be a good girl for him. What did you ask? I can't remember the question it, about you, the Bible were, or the... I rest. think it was just oh, the love bath thing. Yes. How to go from fear to... To love. Finding out I could trust him. Yeah. And getting to know him. And that he loved. was your answer. Basically. Finding out exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Finding out the first part of the gospel. Right. Basically. Wow. That I was loved. That you're loved. So I could believe, which means trust. 
and and trust is the doorway into rest. Woo. So, finding out I was loved, so loved by God that He sent Jesus. I can believe in Him. I can relax. Wow. I can relax. One of my favorite stories in regards to what we're talking about is um, there's a guy that comes into the coffee shop who we love so much and he was getting prayer one day and he, he knew he needed some deliverance or some healing or in some capacity, but he didn't really know what. And I love when he talks about when Cheyenne and Kevin were praying for him because he's like, they just told me that I needed to know I'm loved. And then didn't he? Yeah, like, he wanted us to do a deliverance session, a deliverance I think. Session. And I said, I'm not going to do deliverance with you. You you don't even believe you're loved. This. You need to believe the gospel. <laughs> right, which is why it's so important to go yeah. back to the beginning of love. For God so loved. And that's something that you taught me at the very beginning, too, that we will continue learning and teaching, yeah. is for God so loves Baylor. For God so loves Cheyenne. Not just the world. Not just right. the world. That's what you said. How do you say it? Well, the the way I've heard that was from the Holy Spirit when I was praying for a girl who had been raised by Satanist. Wow. And she was, I won't go into all the details, but at one point the Lord said, you're doing all you can, but you haven't even looked at me to help her. And I said, Lord, oh, I didn't even know it. And he was like, you, you want to help her so much. You're doing everything you've learned, everything I've taught you before, but you are not looking at me. And I said, Lord, forgive me. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? And he said, have her say she's loved by the Father. Woo. And she physically couldn't say it. And so then I said, Lord, she won't say it. Now what? And he said, have her quote John 3.16. This is where I learned this. This is in that encounter. <laughs> I'm about to not be able to talk. <laughs> so beautiful. Because she'd been so abused by her father and her mother. And how could she say she was loved? By her father when she wasn't loved by her dad, you know? And so I said, um, say John three sixteen. Well, she loves the word of God. So immediately she begins saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I let her say the whole verse. And then I said, now back up and look, it doesn't say for God so loved the world except you. And I said her name. <laughs> and in that moment, without me prompting her, she said, God, forgive me. God, forgive me for believing my dad and not you. Oh. I am loved. You do love me. And through that repentance and a couple other things that the Lord had me do, just watching what he was doing, literally watching what he was doing in the spirit and copying him wow. and listening to him and obeying she was. Um, she woke up the next morning without psychosomatic pain she'd had wow. all her life. Jesus. And they took a pacemaker out of her bladder because her bladder was fine. So by receiving the love of God, the Father, she was healed. She was healed. Not just like emotionally healed, but physically healed. Physically healed. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast episode or any of the episodes from this podcast, please download them. Give them a thumbs up, subscribe, follow, five stars, you know, all that jazz. The reason podcasters ask you to do this is not to stroke their ego. Well, maybe sometimes. But the reason I'm asking is more so so more people can get their hands on the truth, capital T. That is 
Jesus Christ. The more downloads equals more exposure. And, you know, that's just kind of how the algorithm works of all that. And the more exposure equals more souls hearing the gospel. Hallelujah. I dare you to yell hallelujah with me wherever you are right now. Ready? You ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah.